Let's pray. Loving Father, we thank you that we can gather together to fellowship with each other and to fellowship with you with our Bibles open. We pray this morning that by your spirit you'd speak to our hearts and minds. Shape us, grow us, change us to be more and more like your son Jesus. And we ask this all to your praise and glory. Amen. Please be seated. Well, last week we started our series on gossip. Uh, And so uh, this is talk number two. If you missed talk number one, you can listen to it online. Uh, Last week was important because we defined the enemy. We remembered that gossip is bad news shared behind someone's back out of a bad heart. And I think we discovered that the state of one's heart, the motivation is key to it all. Uh, And so it's, you know, love God and love your neighbour stuff. It's really as easy as asking, am I loving my neighbour as I speak? It's not the same as just seeking help. It's not the same as sharing bad or false information. It's not as simple as talking behind someone's back, especially if there's good news to share. Now, someone asked last week, well, Adam, could it ever be good news shared behind someone's back out of a bad heart? And my response to that would be that if someone's sharing good news that isn't theirs to share, then they've done a right and jolly job of spoiling it. It becomes spoiled news, especially if it's not your place. They're tailbearers, they're joy thieves, and they're turning what would otherwise be good news into spoiled news or bad news. So that's my reply. But if you missed it, the definition of gossip is bad news behind someone's back out of a bad heart. Now, one book I'm reading at the moment says that there are five different kinds of gossipers. And uh, as I read these, I was left to wonder which I identified with the most. And I'm embarrassed to say it wasn't too hard for me to work that out about myself. Uh, And maybe that'll be a bit true for you as uh, I share with you this morning. But just a caution, as we work through this, uh, you'll see the list on on your sermon outline. This isn't a list given so that you're equipped to accuse and point the finger at others. It's offered to help us to be discerning and aware about others, but not to accuse. And the primary purpose is so that we ourselves can look in the mirror and do business with our own hearts. So a gallery of gossips, which one is you? Let's start off with the spy. A spy is an informer, and you can always count on a spy passing on everything to everyone and anyone who will listen. The spy is very sly in getting information. And then the spy, having caught all the vital details, informs. They'll get the dirt, they'll use it for personal advantage, because let's face it, it's good to know the choice morsels before anyone else. The spy is motivated by power, and it's power to make trouble or mischief. It's power that puts them at the centre of things. Uh, It's simply knowing something before 
someone else. And a spy will try and trade secrets and they'll draw you out by offering you something in the hope that your own secret will be revealed. And the spy likes to hold the power to include and exclude, to be someone that knows things, to be on the outside, sorry, to be on the inside, on the inside, at the centre and in the spotlight. And if the desire for power is your temptation, if, as I've just shared the spy, you think, oh, that might be me, then can I say what you really need is Jesus. We remembered last week, Jesus died to set us free from sin, including the sin of gossip. And our identity must be anchored in him. And so we need to pray like the Apostle Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1. He prayed, verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for those of us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but in the age to come. That's gospel power. And it's better than anything gossip promises. And it gets us thinking, well, how did Jesus use his power? Jesus uses his power to love and to forgive and to bring new life. Jesus uses his power to show that he's completely, completely trustworthy. Jesus is someone we can entrust with our deepest, darkest secrets, and he still is. And we too need to learn to be trustworthy people as well. And the way to be trustworthy people is to be more like Jesus. And so we need to be anchored in the transforming power of the gospel. Proverbs 11 verse 13 says, A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. And so to be like Christ is to be thoroughly trustworthy. Whereas the spy, yeah, not so much. Not so much. What about the grumbler? Well, we know about the grumbler, don't we? They complain and criticise, and doesn't misery love company? Uh, the Old Testament Israel are repeatedly offered as examples of grumbling. And how much grumbling happens in our workplaces, in our schools, in our town, in our families? We love to complain about those in authority. Those that lead us, parents, teachers, politicians, committee leaders, our fellow parishioners, pastors are scrutinised. And what is the gospel remedy for grumblers? Well, it's got to be thanksgiving and learning contentment. And we, we can try to justify grumbling 
till the cows come home. Proverbs 16 verse 2 says this, All a person's ways seem pure to them, even those who complain. But motives are weighed by the Lord. And so contentment is far better. Counting your blessings and knowing that you have Jesus Christ, you have every blessing. Philippians 4 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So pray. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's the grumbler. The third one is gossip number three, the backstabber. Proverbs 16 verse 28 says, A a perverse person stirs up conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. The backstabber is too full of complaint. But the thing with the backstabber is they're just angry. They're angrier and they're more hateful. Backstabbing overflows from a heart that is bent on revenge and retaliation and real malice. The backstabber wants to target, wants their target to experience pain. And so they'll do that by exposing shameful truths, telling shameful lies, and it's just out and out payback. Backstabbing not only shows us someone else's warts and delights in them, but will stick the knife in. Love, on the other hand, will always seek to cover over, cover over the warts in another person's reputation. Love always seeks to honour the other person, even when they're our enemy. Love is what was spoken about in Romans chapter 12, that passage Peter read for us. Remember what it says? It says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends. Leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And if the church can't get this right, I don't know what the good of us is. Gossip number four is the chameleon. They go along with gossip because it's the normative pattern of the world. It's to run with the foxes and hunt with the hounds. You heard that phrase? We usually throw that in for politicians, don't we? The chameleon wants to fit in, to be popular. And it will change to fit the worldly pattern. Everyone else is doing it, and I don't want to be left out, lest I become the target, see? And it's a real fear of man stuff. When we really need to fear and reverence God. And that's the antidote for the chameleon. There's no fear of God. They need to fear God. They need to love God. They need to reverence God. And have a mind and a heart concerned with his character and holiness. 
a willingness ready really to, to stand out as a follower of Jesus Christ. All right, here's the last one. Gossip number five, the busybody. Busybody clearly doesn't have enough to do. And they live vicariously through the stories of others. In the scriptures there are examples, and it's important when, we, when I say busybody, it's important that I say this is a problem for both men and women. So in 1 Timothy chapter 5, young women are getting into the habit of being idle and going from house to house. And not only do they become idlers, but they become gossips and busybodies saying things they ought not to. You can read that in 1 Timothy 5. But even in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul has need to confront unemployed men who are doing something similar. And to be a busybody is to involve yourself in other people's conflicts. We remember that psalm that was read out for us by Don, chapter 26, verse 17. I love this one. I love them all, but this one's particularly striking. Like one who grabs a stray dog by the ears. You'd have to be brave to do that, wouldn't you? You don't know what you're getting into when you grab a stray dog by the ears. Like one who grabs a stray dog by the ears is someone who rushes into a quarrel that is not their own. Best to mind your own business. I think that's what the Proverbs teaching. Uh, it's not wise to grab a stray dog by the ears. You don't know what you're getting yourself into or what you're taking on because the dog might bite. And of course, there are lots of busybodies evident today on social media. People are devouring and biting one another with the force of their opinions. And our culture encourages this. The media wants you involved. TV, trashy mags, blogs, social media. All of this gossip is propagated so that you, the spectator, can be entertained and escape your boredom. In order for us to have something to do, we find ourselves talking about other people and being concerned about other people's affairs. TV soaps do the same thing. TV soaps means that you are being entertained by bad stories. And we get drawn into their world. A world of people doing bad things. Play acting. Pretending to do bad things so that we, the viewer, can somehow escape our own boredom and live vicariously through them. Or what about reality TV? So-called reality TV has us laugh and judging other people. Instantly, we can feel self-gratified. In judgment, we might say, oh, how silly are they? Gee, I'm glad I'm not like that person. I mean, who would be stupid enough to go on a reality TV show anyway? And of course, the counter to that statement is, well, who would be silly enough to watch said TV show? It makes us feel good about ourselves to look and to think about how silly and dumb other people are. But that's not how God treats us. See, God knows all this about us, but he 
He loves us. God looks at us and he treats us with mercy and compassion despite our shortcomings. God loves me, even the fool I am. God loves me by sending his son Jesus to suffer and to die for fools. And it's more than we deserve, isn't it? And isn't this how we escape from gossip? The escape from boredom is active love, active service, active mercy towards other people, serving other people. And it includes those whom we think are otherwise unworthy or foolish. And as we reach out in love, as we reach out in love, will we ever be bored? I wouldn't have thought so. You might be tired, sure, but bored, never. And so here is our gallery of gossips, the spy, the grumbler, the backstabber, the chameleon, and the busybody. And maybe you recognise them, and they have different nuances, but at the heart they're all the same. Each one is moved by a heart that believes Satan's lies, a heart that loves a bad story and lives for something other than God. And gossip at its core is self-love. Gossip doesn't love God and it doesn't love one's neighbour. Gossip is dishonourable. But our gracious God speaks to each one of our hearts with his life-changing gospel truth. And maybe he's speaking to us this morning right now, giving our hearts a squeeze and calling us to repent and change our minds, that we would love God in light of his own love for us, and that we would love others the way that he loves us, and that we would show ourselves to be trustworthy just as Jesus is trustworthy, humble like Jesus is, merciful like Jesus is, forgiving like Jesus is, full of grace and truth like Jesus is, and full of love above all else. Now that'd be something. But there's a key ingredient and the ingredient, of course, is Jesus. So don't be sinful looking. Amen.